we used to be. But then he, so you know I had to. But then he gone. So I was like, but now we just, yeah, it's complicated. But we'll explain it. As well as our views on relationships, friendships, adulting, and all things in between. See you soon. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of It's Complicated, the podcast. I am one half of your dynamic duo. I am Raina. <laughs> and we have my co-host over there. I remember that ashtray. I thought it was broken. Just a man. Just a man broken by a wounded woman. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, you you knocked that woman off, or you did something to it. She probably was a no good dirt bag. You picked it. <laughs> What's up, co-host? How are you? I see that, but you're that plus some. Um, what? What's going on? What you drinking on? I don't know. My IG say otherwise. <laughs> what? I don't get it. So I've been taking these these pictures. So you know, I put the one up on my suit. Uh huh. Funeral. Mm hmm. I mean, it's the same raggedy hose that was on your IG before. It ain't. I mean, are you impressed? I'm just saying. Not bad for a 40-year-old. I, I never said you did not look bad for your age, but, you know, if you put a picture out there, the thirst trap, and a hose come out at night, I feel like you accomplished your mission. So check this bullshit out. What? I'm down to 218. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you realize... <laughs> <coughs> Saying that you're down to 218, if our audience doesn't know down from what, it uh, doesn't have any significance. Well, I'm one half of the dynamic duel BDE. <laughs> and what what what, what does BDE stand for for some of our listeners who may not know? They know. All right. My mama be watching this shit. I ain't about to say that. So you don't think she gonna say, what does that mean? I don't know. She might. She old. She might. They might have had this shit up back in. So you feel like it's okay to call your mama old, but you're not gonna tell her what BDE stands for? She is old. If I'm fucking <laughs> old, she fucking old. <laughs> she gonna get you. All right. So you've been whooping you, my ass for a long time. You and all your BDE. So look, what's up? So let's go back to this, this weight loss that you're over here basking in the glow of. So you're now 218 down from what? Yo, I was a fat motherfucker. All right. You know, when I was in the military, I walked around at about. Mm, 
No more than 208, 210. But my max weight was 193. So like when I knew I had to weigh, I dropped. So I get so like when I weighed in, I had to be 193. No, 202. I'm sorry, 202. Uh-huh. 202. So I had to be 202. So I could get, you know, I could get the 202, no problem. But I can't walk around that 202 because it's too light. You know what I mean? So I'm guessing. I'm sure I burned a lot of calories when I was active duty. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking the way I eat now, if I I think I would get down to maybe maybe 214, 212. Like I think I'll probably that'd be the weight that I'm gonna be for my life. 214 to 212. Okay. I don't want to get too much. I don't want I don't want to be over two. I don't want I don't want to be over 220. Okay, so what was, what do you, do you think, what was the highest you've gotten since you have retired? Since I've been out? Yeah. Mm, like 248. Really? Yeah, I was about 248. Mm -hmm. Ooh, he was a victim. Roly-poly. Mm. I was still getting them likes. Okay. I'm sure. That's your problem. Even mm -hmm. as a bad boy. I'm sure that 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 actually will transition us very well into my first topic. But yeah. before we get into that, so just kind of talk about kind of talk about what you've been doing to kind of drop the weight and kind of like what steps have you been taking? So for our viewers, I guess I should talk to them and stop talking like we talk on the phone. For our viewers, when I had my injury and back in March, when I was in the bed like this and y'all was laughing at me. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Back then, you know, I decided like, I never knew what happened with my hands. You know what I mean? So it's still a mystery. So in my mind, I ate too many cupcakes. You know what I mean? Like, I think I had like some kind of reaction to all the sugar and it just did like it, it, it's something because there's no way that because I'm just doing everything pretty normal. I mean, you know, like I could still feel it. Like if I hold my phone or text too much or, you know, what I mean, like I still feel it like I've been squeezing my little um ball at night. But like if I type and do some homework, like I have to stop for a minute and like stretch it, you know, what I mean, like but it for the most part, though, is like it's. I would say about 80%. So even back then, I'm like, all right, I don't, you know, I need to keep getting my checks from the VA. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to keep it all the way 100. So I'm not trying to check out on account of me being unhealthy. You know what I mean? So if there's anything that I control, I'm like, you know, I work too hard for this free money shit. So I'm like, I need to stick around and spend it because I ain't even got to the other side yet of making civilian money. You know what I'm saying? Once I do that, I'm, I'm be where I need to be. But nevertheless, I'm like, you know, I need to take care of myself. So, you know, because when they did my blood work, pre-diabetic, high cholesterol, I'm like, damn, I ain't been, I didn't have none of this shit when I was in. But as soon as I get out and have a couple of cupcakes and, you know, have a good time, now I'm all on my way to having strokes and shit. Well, you know. 
There is a such thing as too much of a good time. Right. And so that's I was too much what of a good time. So what I did was I said, all right, change my diet. So I'm sorry, all right, no more red meat. Um, you know, pork, not so much, but you know what I'm saying? If it just happened to pop up or I have a like a piece of bacon, you know what I'm saying? Like I've had like one piece of bacon probably in the last since my mom left. <laughs> so, I mean, but other than that, though, like I haven't, you know, no pork. So it's just been like chicken and fish, you know what I'm saying? And um, okay. egg whites and stuff like that. So like, you know, I work out, but not like in my mind what working out is, you know, used to be an active duty, like working out is like never over. So, but I do get my workout in. So so even with me not working out hard, but just eating right, I went from 242 to 218 from probably, yeah, since March. Okay. And congratulations on your uh, healthier lifestyle. I'm not going to necessarily congratulate you on your weight loss because it's not so much about weight loss. It's just being healthy. Mm -hmm. well, thank uh, you. I appreciate it. So, you know, definitely keep up the good work. I'm trying to see if I can cash in on some of them VA checks too. So we need you around a little bit longer. Hey, keep them fingers crossed. We got a blessing coming our way. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So let's get into it for this evening. Shout out to your little cute ass shirt you got on though. Let me tell you something. The sis is fitting in a size medium. Let me tell you. Weight loss, you know, I don't. I don't consider a weight loss journey, but, you know, working in the office and for some of our listeners and viewers, I work for a major food grocery store she conglomerate. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I, work, I work for a major food and conglomerate. She's a shit ass Camaro. Now she got a fucking rainbow. Shut up. Anyway, and so because of my the proximity of my office to um, where everything happens, like just constantly people are walking by, hey, we got breakfast for the team. You want a sausage biscuit? You want a chicken biscuit? I made a cake. <laughs> We're making fresh cookies in the kitchen. And so you could exercise some discipline. I have discipline in a lot of areas. Free food, sir, is not one of them. It has to be. I have to be really in a workout regimen where I'm like, oh, that is just going to just totally negate everything I've done. But, you know, when you got people making homemade cakes or like you can smell the cookies being baked in the kitchen, it's hard to say no. Be like, oh, ice cream Friday. And then you go into the break room and it's like 20 tubs of ice cream and all kinds of toppings. It's hard to just be like, no, I'm good. Ooh, is that a fucking thing? Ice cream Friday? Yeah. It just it just depends. You know, if they want to treat the team and because our offices are adjacent to where they work, we get it. I heard a freaky Friday. Well, that, that girl Friday. My <laughs> coworker used to call me used to call it Fat Amy Friday. Uh Fat Amy. I don't know where she got that from. That was just oh, her name. Yeah, it was like Fat Amy Friday. And that's when she would go and, <laughs> you know, 
eat out, eat what she wanted, or we would all just eat, order and eat out. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm happy, you know, with me being my height, I can't carry, I can carry the weight and you can't tell, but I just know long-term, yeah, my, my knees won't be able to take that long-term now that I'm in no, my- You get about 60. Well, and, tall ass water. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just want to try to maintain now. Muscle. You better build some muscle around your little frail frame. I have been working on trying okay, to. You need to keep going though, because you know you're frail, so you tall. So when you get old, you know what I'm saying? You don't be the lady that's hunched over walking away. You know how you you don't walk straight, far viewers. You know, I ain't trying to air out your business. I don't walk in a straight line, but I don't walk man, hunched over. You the only nigga I know that'll get a DUI and be sober as a motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll walk straight. <laughs> oh, you don't walk straight. When I need to, <laughs> when it matters. Okay. okay. So let's let's look. So I, I got some feet walking in front of each other. You don't. So that ever matters. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. Did my phone do an update? Because now I can't find my pictures. Oh, I know the host ain't prepared. I, that's what I did before the show. I said, you know what? Let me get my computer ready so that way I don't have no technical glitches during the show. That's what I did. Okay. So, oh, no, I'm prepared. Your team need to do a better job. <laughs> I am prepared. So, you mentioned something about being ah oh, when you were a little heavier, right? Mm -hmm. And said that you know, at any weight, any size, you still were getting likes on Instagram. So I saw this post on Instagram, and it Did said, I "Walk into your fucking shit." You know, I mean, I already had this prepared. You just that's some shit. I don't know you how you always do you have a camera in my house? No, my soul couldn't take that child. Men call me a child. Men pay taxes last year. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Absolutely not. You are somebody's man. child. I'm a grown ass man. You can be 99, but you're still somebody's I child. I'm a grown ass man. Call me nobody's child. I eat coochie. It takes more than that not to be a child. Not when you do it like I do. It takes more than that to be a grown ass man. Oh, uh, we we oh that's what we doing today. That's what we doing. Okay. Can you let me get into it? You want this, to question people's grown ass manness? That's what we doing. I, you started it. A hit dog will holler. I didn't say I didn't say anything about it. You jumped off in the evening. First off, I'm not again. gonna respond to the dog analogy because I'm not a dog. Number one. Number two, I see what you're doing. But no, you don't. No, you don't. You put it out there. Who what does eating coochie have to do with anything? Don't call me nobody child. I didn't call you child. Have you heard the expression? Ooh, child. Let me tell you. Yeah, that don't apply to me. Next. 
Niggas get their hair braided and get brand new real quick. Goddamn right. My shit hanging on a motherfucker. That's what it was, Randy. You right. I apologize. This is my hair. You see it? Woo, woo, woo. Mm. You can go ahead. All right. So listen carefully because I don't, you be like, say it again. So this is the question or the statement that somebody posted. It says, men are really the prize because at the end of the day, he's going to be with the woman he wants. Women are going to be with the man that's available. Do you agree with that statement? Yes or no? And why? No. Because women are like men now. They think that they can do men's shit, so they behave like men as far as like relationships for the most part. That's what I think on that part. What was the other question? I listened, but I just want to make sure. I that was it. Just do you agree? I mean, do you agree? So she's saying the men are the prize because pretty much at this point, mm -mm. they're not selecting women. The women are waiting to be selected by them. And so mm -hmm. the it's like so by gotta, default, the women are just having to get what's left. No, that's just that's that is so much relationships and matchmaking is so much deeper than who's left and who get picked. You know, we gotta put that's it's an equation of circumstances, timing, um, how you were raised, you know what I'm saying? Like I've talked to somebody before that didn't bless their food or didn't acknowledge, you know, so I'm like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like that was early on. So I'm like, me and this bitch ain't gonna ever be together because she don't even bless her fucking food. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that was off rip for me. I'm like, eh, you know what I'm saying? She don't even bless her food. She don't mm -hmm. even bow her head to pray. She don't acknowledge amen. Nah, even on my grimiest day, I'm gonna acknowledge the Lord. So, you know what I'm saying? If you don't, it don't matter what, <laughs> what, who you serve or, you know, what you believe is only one, one God, you know what I'm saying? In all religions. So if you can't even acknowledge a blessing of food that was grown from this earth, whether it been from animal or plant, I can't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get me killed in a fucking car accident, bitch. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I need a holy woman, a virtuous woman. How did you equate her not blessing her food to you getting killed in a car accident? Because if you are around the wrong bitch, your life will fucking go bad. We just talked about this shit. We just talked about Snoop. All right. I follow his, <laughs> I follow Daz and I follow Snoop. Look at Snoop life, look at Daz's. Okay. And I'm not saying nothing bad about that. I'm just saying. When you pick the right woman, shit go different for you. When you pick the wrong woman, you fucking doing podcasts in the middle of the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's important. I almost want to peel back the layers on that onion, but then I'm like, no. <laughs> it's nothing to peel back, you know? It's just, 
men, me, you know, as men, well, I'll speak for myself. I always want to put a quick fix and, you know, do something, take the shortcut way instead uh-huh. of, just, you know, being, you know, honest up front and, you know, let the cars fall where they may. Like that's, that's something I've learned how to do, you know, of recent. And it's uh-huh. only because of my decision making previously. So, you know what I mean? So like, as I started to see how things work for me, because of things I was like hiding and lying and not being upfront about, I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I can't keep chasing women and spending all this money only to end up where I was was before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, is money everything? No, but I don't have enough fucking means to be keep picking the wrong chick. So like, you know, we were talking about Snoop, you know, like he was telling me the story of how they was on their way to the lawyer to get a divorce and then a child was diagnosed with a lupus and then they decided to hold off and stay married and yeah. now they're still married today. And now, you know, I follow Snoop because he's silly and um, I'm like, damn, this nigga on Corona commercials, billboards, like he is, he like fucking Johnny Carson now, you know what I mean? A cooking show for our viewers that are too fucking young to know Johnny Carson was the first, he's a white Arsenio Hall, okay? So, you know, but you know, even, even before him though, what was the nigga that did it who had the little show? I can't remember his name. He was a black guy. He did, uh, he did kind of like, you know, talk show, but like comedy sketches. Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah. Flip. Thank you. That's him. Flip Wilson. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? But nevertheless, like Snoop Dogg and created this whole lane outside of him killing the nigga. I ain't never met niggas that him and Ray Lewis can kill somebody and fucking a household name like that. Damn. <laughs> damn. You did not say that. Let me fucking off a motherfucker. Let me have to kill a nigga. They gonna put my cute ass right in prison. Right in prison. Ah, <laughs> uh, So that has me thinking right and so i don't know if you have seen these videos floating around social media lately and i'm not going to say it's a trend but as of late there are more and more women proposing to their significant others than i have seen i'm cool with that televised that's the right thing to do but if you hey if you need to lock it down you gotta do what you gotta do So the one that I saw, which was a little disheartening, like she was pregnant. So she is, she is pregnant. Wait a minute. Let me set the scene. So they're on a beach. The background is the oceans and the sun setting. She is Mm -hmm. pregnant on one knee with the, you know, cupping her belly pose with this rain box proposing to this man. And I'm like, sis. So I'm going to tell you, so. I'm not, let's, let's don't do this. Let's not judge people for the matters of the heart. Because like people feel the way they feel. Cause people like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like I feel a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Like about uh-huh. you. So uh-huh. like, I'm not going to allow something else that's beneath you 
mm-hmm. to be, you know, something that I'm going to allow to, you know, hurt you or bother you because that's, I, I put you above a lot of motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I just mm-hmm. do. So like, if I would have to sacrifice a person uh-huh. for the betterment of like, I, I would do that because yeah. you know what I'm saying? So what are we talking about again? Talking about the woman ain't proposing to the right. man. So like, I'm not going to allow nobody to question my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if I feel a certain way about something, I'm like, nope. You know what I'm saying? That's how yeah. I feel about Raina. And you can't, you know, boom. Yeah. That's just what it is. So, you know, at some point it'd be, you know, well, you know, at some but, point. But, but does that. Data, like, I'm not going to. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to the person that is, that means something to you, whether uh-huh. their friend or relationship or your lover, uh-huh. you're going to ride for them. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're going to stand up for them. Yeah. So, like, you can't say that because that woman proposed to that guy. That it, it now the optics are horrible. Okay, like I'm not. That's it. That's and that's the thing. That's what it was. Just. But that might be that. That just might be how what works for them. You know what I'm saying? Like it may be there. It's complicated. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know the story to that shit. So it's like if you don't know the story, you can't judge. Somebody just walked up to my door. Either that or I'm high as shit. (laughs) Told you somebody knocked at my door. I will take a pause. No, 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 no. It's an Amazon flex driver, dirt bag. (laughs) It's an Amazon flex driver. Fucking flex drivers. Why they they knocking on the door, though? I don't know. Cause I ain't order shit. I mean, that's gotta be one of my packages that I ordered off Amazon. The only reason I even know it's a flex driver because it look, you look goofy. So I'm like, that's gotta be because it was in a, a own car. So what time? Yeah. Six. Yep. Same day went out. So that's some shit that I ordered. But why? Same day. Why? Uh, why did they knock on the door? I don't know. They do they ever not? I haven't had a flex driver. This is the first time I've seen a flex driver deliver anything. Oh. But he definitely was a flex driver because, let me see, my Amazon shit said I delivered. All right. Let me send you an email when they do it. They usually send you a picture and say your package has been delivered. I don't know what the fuck that was. Did you send me something? Mm-mm. I don't know. What you, just, you just said you ordered something. Hmm. All right. So let's let's get back to it. So I think the thing is the optics just look bad. But like, does that mean like a power shift? So, you know, does that change the whole dynamics of what a marriage and a wedding is if the woman initiates the relationship and everything that goes along with it. So now, like, is he wearing the engagement ring? Does he have to in tune, like, in return, buy her an engagement ring now? Like, just because, and again, this is tradition, and tradition is just 
Well, As, tradition is what? Like tradition is something. Well, no, I'm just saying tradition is just a set of. I'm just gonna say tradition is just a set of. All that shit. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Tradition is just uh, something that somebody said we're gonna do it like this, and nobody has ever challenged. So right. I'm just saying, like you know, for all intents and purposes, what does it do, what does it change? Is it just I'm proposing this to you? Do you accept? Yes or no? And if you do, you know, what's next? Like, because she I, initiated. I want to know what's next, too. I'd be like a fucking woman. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> you know, because she initiated the engagement. Do I like, change my last name? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, now do you take her last name because she initiated. I know, because I can't be having your ex-husband last name. That's crazy. <laughs> Have you took the invite for the show yet? <laughs> Did your ex take the invite for the show yet? Which one? I got more than you do. You my ex-wife? Yes, that's the only thing. That's the only ex that really counts. No, because my me and my ex-wife been divorced so long, we don't even know each other no more. Like it would be like not even it would be like her saying something about me today would like it wouldn't even she wouldn't have nothing to say cuz she don't know me no more. We don't want to know about you today. We want to know about you when you were in the marriage. That's the point of them coming on. Oh, yeah. To talk about, you well, know. I mean, I was crazy. Shit. <laughs> I'm not going Look, one thing I am is honest when I need to be, okay? And I don't have no reason to lie. Like, you know, I didn't know how to manage my emotions nor did I know how to treat a woman, you know? So, and I mean, I get it. I see why, you know, it went the way it did, but, you know, I wish I would have picked a stronger woman to work, you know, through some shit. So that way I would have been a better version. Look, Tiff said, yo, did he say he can't take your ex last night? That shit was funny as fuck, wasn't it? Yes, yes, Tiff, he did. Yeah, so, but, like, she couldn't sit there and be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit was 2013, I think. You know what I mean? Like, how was I then? Like, if you want to judge me from 2013, that's like judging Bill Cosby right now today. No, you know, we not judging you. I'm saying, you know, the thing was to get the exes on the show just to talk about what, you know, what was marriage like then? Because we, you know, we give ourselves well, a story. I, hear, I don't want to hear about what marriage was like with me fucking 10 years ago. Like, okay. All right. Was, all right. I was, you know, I was fucking mean. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> Tifton gave you my my maiden last name. Who? Joe Lily? <laughs> I was never taking on that fucking name. Shout out to Lily, but I'm not taking no Lily. So I take Barry before I take Lily. Shout out, Coach. I can't stand <laughs> Tiffany. Don't coach. encourage Hope this. Hope you win tonight, Coach. Hope you get a good, good fucking whatever y'all doing recruiting. <laughs> so we got to get focused. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, but this is the thing, though. I want that nigga to win too. Thank you. Went to the Charleston. Where is that where you at? Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go. What's the name of school? Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. <laughs> I hope they're paying you good down there, coach. Kids <laughs> need some shit. We not. We not. Braces ain't me. cheap, coach. We not. <laughs> We are not doing this this episode. Kids be losing retainers. Oh, don't they? Proud to pay. Proud to pay, coach. Proud to pay. All right, let's them let's kids, get you. Hey, them kids worth twenty five hundred a month. <laughs> We're not gonna do that. Let's get you your energy. <laughs> let's get your energy uh, redirected. <laughs> and that what the niggas call they call him coach i would call him coach shit and i don't even play <sighs> look what this is what we gonna do if i had gonna... met him if i had met him i'd be like what's up coach <laughs> that's what everybody call him i'm the nigga with cornrows you know, kissing off your daughter every day with her crazy ass. We not go. This is not family ties. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you wow. All right. So look, got into. I think so. I don't participate in a lot of this like online banter right but you know this whole thing about the bonnets you know how i feel about bonnets <laughs> i felt the same about i felt this way three four or five years ago so monique i guess had this video talking about she was in atlanta airport and how <laughs> disgusted she was with all these women wearing bonnets and so she was just saying what Nobody can hear the finger. That means stop. Okay. Like in the Marine Corps, it'd be like this halt. Halt. Okay. So why am I the finger? Because it's more, it's like gently, it's more gently. You know what I'm saying? Hold on one second. Hold on. Okay. So you know, I've been, you know, I've traveled a lot during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So I've traveled a lot in the in, during the pandemic. You know, I sold my house. I went uh-huh. back a couple of times to North Carolina. Um, been to Texas a couple of times. You know, like I've traveled throughout the pandemic, and um, I just traveled to, what two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I, went to, I went to Detroit. Man, let me tell you something. I'm glad you brought this up because I've been. I, this has been on my mind. But you know, I smoke a lot of fucking weed, a lot of weed. So, but I cut back because I had to be. I've been I had to be responsible this week. I got shit to do. So anyway, <laughs> I'm at the airport. Like I've been going to the airport and I've been seeing, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, when do we start? Do we? When do we? <laughs> like. I don't understand like when we went down in class, you know what I'm saying? Like when like when did we like I don't I'm like yo, and if you on this show and watching this shit and you got a kid or a kid like a when I say kid, I mean anywhere from fucking five to fucking twenty-five. That's your kid, you know, they kids still. Mm-hmm. Yo, 
these kids, I mean, maybe because they don't go to church no more, so they don't have to dress up. I mean, like, when did we become so fucking ghetto? You know what I mean? Like, it, like it's not even, the thing of it is, though, like, the ghetto today ain't what the ghetto used to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not like that, you know, unless you in, like, one of them kind of places, like, you know, Little Rock, you know, some fucking place in Mississippi, you know, South Central, you know, like these small poverty stricken places, like even in Flint, Michigan, like I went back to Flint, like I'm sure the places that are projects are bad if they still there, but it ain't what it used to be during the height of the, you know, the coke, the crack epidemic. So it's like, I don't understand because even when I was younger, like I never seen this shit. And like, I grew up in Flint and you know, like if you didn't work in the shop or had a job, like it was a blue collar town. So I seen poverty, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up in mm-hmm. poverty, you know, I, you know, I grew up part of the system. So it's like, but we was never like that. Like my mother never allowed us to like, go out the house without our head comb, go out the, like, you would have thought we went to private school compared to like how people let, have allowed their kids to grow up. Cause it's like, in order for you to be a young adult out here doing this, that's how you, you must've saw that shit. So like your parents is out here wearing bonnets and fucking night clothes and pajamas to the store. And it's like, you black and you don't give a shit? Wow. wow. So that is exactly Ooh. the point that Ooh. I made. So scary, hey. It we, is. So there ain't even gonna be no more black people in a while. Cause we not even act black no more. I don't know what the these niggas act like Martians. <laughs> not fucking Martians. Martians. <laughs> I'm scared of all them young motherfuckers. I ain't gonna lie. If you fucking under goddamn 30 fucking four, I'm scared of you. Well, so look, but this is the thing though, and this is what I put on the post. We, so there's a thing. There used to be a time where we revered and we respected our elderly. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about us. And when they gave us advice, we knew it was coming. It was coming from the heart, right? Mm-hmm. And so they would give us this advice and we would adhere to it and we would take it in and we would follow it. So when yeah. Monique got on live, um, when Monique went live and then when she was telling the, you know, addressing what she saw in the line of airport, it was, in my opinion, it was coming from a place of love, right? Mm-hmm. Black women took it personal. Oh, you don't want us to be black in public. You asked us to do this. You don't know my situation. What if I got a head disease? And what if I got this? Or I don't feel like everybody. I'm like disorder. Everybody. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, wait a minute. So first of all, take it back. Right. I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that we are associating your inability to show up as your as a presentable self for your best self. It's like you're not putting in the effort now. If I go to the airport, I'm going to look like this. Lashes, lipstick, because that's just me. I'm not going to be in the airport looking like I just rolled out of the bed. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm these not... motherfuckers look like, <laughs> they look like they in a child line. Dude. They, they do. Look like... 
And that's they the thing. Like they don't give a fuck about life. Like, nigga, you look the wrong way. It can go wrong for you. Like, they look. And that's what it, I, I'm scared at the airport. I'm like, and then, hold on, hold on. <laughs> then I watch the news. Niggas is fighting in the airport like it's the bus station. You know, for, I know we got a lot of viewers that's never been to the bus station before, but you know, some of us that grew up a little harsh and had to travel the roadways of America to see our parents and rode the Greyhound bus, nigga. Me and my brother rode the Greyhound bus as kids back and forth from Michigan to Georgia to see my dad by ourselves. That's a long and I was in elementary school doing this. So all you, you know what I'm saying? And I protected me and my brother. We was in elementary school. And we went on the bus by ourselves from Michigan to Georgia. What? So that's crazy. Um, it's a true story, though. I mean, I believe you. I, look, I couldn't imagine that my kids, you know, that I'll put them on a plane in a minute, be like, mm, go to your dad's house. My mama would give us money, and I would go, me and Reggie would get off the bus. I would go get our food, and we would get back on the bus. Like, me, me and Reggie did that as fucking wow. kids. As kids. As kids. You I wasn't in no high school. I wasn't in middle school. I was in elementary school doing that. And that's a true story. That's, I mean. I had, you know. Me and Reggie, we was on a transfer to another bus. And we even knew, like, that. it was transfers. It wasn't like you stayed on the same bus. So you all knew like which bus to get off. We had to get off the bus and go to another fucking bus as kids. Wow, that's crazy. And you, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe not, I don't want to get too far off topic, but the thing is like my point when I was online was like, I'm not going to say you can't be an individual and have your individuality and express yourself in your clothing, in your music, in your appearance. But there's just something about having, like you said, to me, it lacks class. It almost shows up as lazy. Like I didn't have, I don't care enough or I didn't care enough to properly prepare myself to come out in public. And my thing is the bonnet was initially created as a covering or an article of clothing to put over your head at night before you went to bed, to secure your hair, to whatever it had to do. And it's just, you know, there's a difference from, because I mean, it's the thing that I've seen, there's a difference is I ran out the house, I forgot it was on. I remember sitting in the school line, dropping the kids off, and every morning you see the same women, the same moms. <laughs> In their pajama pants, they house shoes, and I'm like, "Come on!" I used to sit at the bus stop in my neighborhood, and I used to be like, "Damn, fucking okay." Is this what suburban America is? Nah, I was in the project. That's why I sold that fucking house. But then, so but I'm a tell, but I'm gonna tell you on the opposite side. I don't like do rags either. I don't you think you. What? I don't think you should wear your do rag at the house. I think it is an article of clothing that is meant for inside the house. And when you come out, you present yourself as I'm coming well, you know out of the funny? house. What's that? You and my mom have like made me do that. Like even though I probably knew it before, uh huh. You know, I didn't probably retract it in my 
class since I've been out the military. <laughs> my class then we way the fuck down. But like I do like think like you know I try not to do that. Yeah. If I, the only you know actually I don't. Like I don't do it no more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just the thing is again I I have my ways about me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put on a full face of makeup and lashes to go take the kids to school. But if it's me traveling and I'm going through the airport, doing multiple cities, like wherever I'm going, I want to show up presentable or I want I can, to be presentable. Only, I can understand if you like doing a long road trip. But even, on, but even on a road trip, like I may not do full makeup, but I'm going to make sure my hair is pulled together. I'm just you saying, know, like, if I see you at a fucking on a like on a highway, and I pull over and get some gas, and I go in to get some fucking chips or something, mm-hmm. and I see you get out the car, you got a bonnet on and house shoes. I'm like, she traveling. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, see, now I'll give you this: if I'm traveling and I feel like I need to wrap my head up because I'm sleeping, I'll do that. But the minute we pull up at that rest stop, but I'm just what I'm saying. When I pull up at that rest stop, it automatically comes off. I mean, I'm not that you. I'm not that bougie. I don't give a fuck. It. Okay, so Tiffany says, "But pajamas in public, you like you didn't take a bath or brush your teeth today." Every time I would I have worn my pajamas in public, I did not do either. <laughs> <laughs> So Tiff may be fucking on to something. <laughs> so, you know, I want people to Because, you know, I felt like on Christmas Eve and Christmas, like that's what people do. It's like go to like you can go to the store in your pajamas on Christmas Eve and Christmas. No, you can't. I do. Oh, like even like in the morning, right? If I got to take the kids to school, I'm never going on pajamas. I got sweatsuits and hoodies and things that I throw on real quick. Yeah. So that I at least have clothes on. You can't see hanging titties and all that. I don't have nobody to be responsible to. So I, you know, I just do shit because who the fuck cares is me doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't got no, you know what I'm saying? Who the fuck cares? I don't know, but I just, you know. I, I, just, I, I get what you're saying, though. It's like on one end of the spectrum, and I'm going to come, I'm going to speak from the point of view of African-American women. We want to be respected. We want to be honored. We want to be revered. We want to be considered, you know, these dynamic creatures. But then we don't present ourselves as such. So I'm not saying every time you come out the house, you need four inch stilettos. You need hair down to your ass. You need, you know, lips popping. I'm just saying, like, show up in a manner that requires or either demand some form of respect, right? Don't just show up anyway, because, you know, you can say, I don't care what people think about me, but then on the other end, if I don't know you and I come across you just casually, I can only think, you know, I can only place an assumption or give an assumption to you based off what I see. Mm-hmm. And if you see a woman who's well put together, you automatically think, oh, she likes she got her shoot together. You know, it's it's perception. Perception is always going to overrule everything. Now, you can have a conversation with somebody in a bonnet, and they could be the most educated, the most fascinating person ever. But upon first appearance, I don't get that. And so my thing is, they make hats 
for that period <laughs> of time. Hey, these bitches, they act like niggas now. They don't give a fuck. You can invest in the crow. I mean, these bitches don't care. I just think they're options. And they fucking fight like men. They act like men. They got you know, fucking game like men. These new hoes. When I come in the house, I'm you home. Old surly bitch. <laughs> I'm done with these young hoes. So, you know, it's just. I teach mine to carry themselves better. So my kids mm -hmm. have their own style. Fine. But we're going to make sure your teeth are brushed, your face is washed, and your hair is combed. If you want to wear dreads, if you want to color it blue, I don't care. But it's going to be neat and presentable. At least present an image that's worthy of respect. If you don't get you know it. Like they in the airport fighting. <laughs> like, when ridiculous. the fuck did you ever think you would go through TSA and... Like when you go through TSA, that's like almost like heaven on earth because it's like, I don't give a fuck who you is. When you make it through security, you like, I'm good. <laughs> you like, you feel like you untouchable. You can do whatever you want to do. I can go have some drinks. Yeah. I can fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like you feel very relaxed when you go through TSA. I'm just saying, I do. When I get my weed through TSA, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not saying that's all it is because your weed. Didn't make yeah, it as long as I get this Cali weed through TSA, I'm good. I, I feel like I made it. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't go to y'all states and smoke y'all shit. I don't give a fuck. If it ain't from California, I don't want it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. I don't want it. And everybody know that when I had that work, that Cali, they all. I want that Cali. Chris got that Cali. No, what we not gonna do? We not going there. <laughs> I'll be damned. What? I'm fuck. Hey, I'm a clean motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> Man, I used to have that work. <laughs> oh, look at me out here dry snitching on yourself. <laughs> on it. your on yourself. Oh my gosh! All right. So, <laughs> I can't deal with you today. Nigga, right. Everybody is so weird. Shit. If you a nigga, you ain't so weird. You ain't no nigga. First of all, every no. nigga that's so weird. How you gonna uh, be a nigga and ain't so weird? Your boy said, cut it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know how he got shit. I had to sell weed, nigga. <laughs> 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 nigga, shit, that house ain't with support. I had to sell weed, shit. You know what? What? Absolutely... I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nigga. Yeah, you know what it is, nephew. You know what it is, nephew. You know what the fuck it is, boy. Nephew, do not do not encourage. I love my nephews. I love them. I oh, love encourage. Them. I know. I you love that goddamn doo doo. I love them niggas. They nephew, know it. Don't encourage. I love that fucking doo doo. I love them niggas. I love your doo doo niggas. All right, moving what? on. What up? Moving on. Okay. Yeah. 
So, whew, goodness gracious. All right, so look, let's talk about this. So this is another quote I got off IG. Mm-hmm. And my daughter says, Mom, oh. nobody says IG anymore. That's just for old moms. I'm like, whatever. All right, so mm-hmm. it says, let's elevate our men. You live with your mom, question mark, no problem, move in with me. You don't have a car, question mark, no worries, you can drive mine. You have bad credit, question mark, no issues, babe. Put that credit card in my name and we will work on paying the bill together because you are a king. So this is the question posed. Ladies, are you okay with helping a man who lacks resources? So yeah, yeah. shit. That's not you- me and you. <laughs> shit. What are you talking about? I don't like you. <laughs> so are you at this point, right? So let's talk about present day, currently where you are. Are mm-hmm. you willing to, if you met a girl, she lived with her mom, didn't have a car, had bad credit. I would have to be her reina. <laughs> are, yeah. Are you willing to still invest in her you while, wait a minute, while trying to build a relationship at the same time? Well, oh, <laughs> this is okay. I'm going to say this. <laughs> That's hard. It is very, 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 very fucking hard to do that. Do I think it's attainable? I do. But I think that the person who is of lesser, you know, resources or the person that who lacks certain things, whether it's mental, whatever it is where their shortcomings are. Uh Not saying you can't get nothing from that person, but you got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, Whoever that person is, they got to understand that whatever you are doing or whatever that you're sort of what, however you're doing what you're doing or however you are, you know, sort of like mold, like molding them mm-hmm. is for a good reason. You know what I'm saying? It's for a good reason, whether it's to be with that person or not be with that person. Like it's for a reason. Uh-huh. So it's like. It's hard. That that is a very hard thing to do because at some point it's gotta be about, you know, not that person and you. Because when you focus so much on trying to make somebody better mm-hmm. or you know, sort of like get them to see things, it can be rewarding, mm-hmm. but it can also take away from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can sort of get lost in the things that maybe what you desire or the things that you know that are better for you. You know what I mean? Like you get caught a sort of in a rut of, it's sort of like, what's that term? What's the uh, Dr. Turner, they call it um, codependent. Yeah. You know, so it's like a form of being codependency. So, you know, that because even the person that's lacking, they just may be getting something from you, but because you are codependent, you depended on whatever it is you do for that person too. You know what I mean? So it's just all the way around if you really think about it, but can it work? It can work, but man, you guys got to really be, 
in tune with the Lord. You know what I mean? Like it would take two people that are in tune with God for that to work. Like that would be the only way. It couldn't be one person. It couldn't be half on a Saturday because that's a that that is a lot of work to do that for somebody. And um, in the day and time that we live in, mm-hmm. everybody just feel like they can go get it somewhere else. Because like I think about it, so like say if you're in your twenties, right? Mm-hmm. If you have somebody that went to college versus somebody who you know left high school and worked. So, you know, I have a, you know, I'm just thinking like hypothetically, okay, I graduated college. I'm making, you know, 55 a year. I'm saying graduating college. My first job out of college, I made like 33.5. I think 3,500, something like that. Me too. And so, (laughs) so, you know, in your 20s, meeting somebody who, you know, doesn't have good credit or maybe still lives at home, maybe doesn't have a car, It it's more common, right? Because maybe somebody mm-hmm. just didn't get a good start. And then I look at, you know, 40s, like, you know, between 40, 45, there's this assumption that by this time you should have it together. You should be well established in your career, you know, putting roots down where you live and starting to ascend to wherever it is you want to be but then you know in the blink of an eye hey it could be a divorce you can meet this wonderful woman who had everything and because of the divorce now she has nothing so now she had to move back home with her parents her credit is wrecked because her ex-husband did it she don't have a car because her ex-husband took everything and so you're meeting a woman who has the, she's capable of it, she but at familiar. that point, does it? And so that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm just, you know, what I'm saying I even for me, I wouldn't do it because it took me enough to get. You know, what I'm saying like even after my divorce, like I had to dig myself out, and then uh-huh. I got myself out, and then I went back in because I went into some kind of depression. Like it was fucking crazy. Like I just went into like a very magic. Like I wasn't in reality. Like it was just like when I was about to get out the military, like it was very surreal to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm about to have to fucking figure it out. Like it took me a lot of pulling myself out. And then, you know, like I had issues with my renters too. So it's just like, like everything happened bad for me financially at the worst time. So it was like, and then I had to dig myself out of that. And like, even right now, like I'm just getting back to, a, you know, almost to where I was before. So it's like, I don't know if I could, you know what I'm saying? Because if, with that, where I am now in my life, like the things that I want, like I'm not going to be with somebody that can't, you know, who don't have the same vision and can help attain. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to make what I make and you don't have to have you know, better credit than me, but like, you got to have a certain level of accomplishing and fix, like the willing to be better. Now, just getting a divorce and, you know, that uh, I, you know, when you just going through a divorce, you ain't ready to be dating nobody any fucking way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just not ready. Like, I think when you go through a divorce, you need minimum two to three years to get your shit together. You know what I'm saying? Because divorcing is like a, a death. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So no, like where I am right now at 43, I, I don't have time to be with somebody like that. Well, so you know, the crazy thing, and I don't I try to refrain from like talking about us personally, but like when we met, like you you found out years later that when we met, my credit score was like a 450, right? <laughs> because it was at that point you met me like as I was trying to recover from the divorce. So I had maxed out credit cards. I was trying to retain or trying to maintain the same standard of living I did when I was married, keeping the kids active. And it was to a point where everything just literally fell apart. Cause I think it need that 2,500. Cause, <laughs> Cause even at one point I was like, Oh, I may have to come live with you. Cause I'm like, I, I can't. Yeah, I didn't even know you was thinking that, by the way. I can't. I, no, I because, no, because you you were the one that was like, oh, we can paint this chalkboard wall right here. Oh, yeah. And one kid can have that bedroom. Like, because I it oh, happened yeah. so it happened so fast, right? But then, you know, like talking to you, I later found out, like, I think when we went to that restaurant for my birthday, you was like, man, I spent my last taking you out to dinner for your birthday. And so it's like two Because that's during the time that my renter wasn't paying rent. But that's I what I'm saying. Like, that oh. was, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there were two people who were both in a rebuilding time that had that's not crazy. communicated, hey, that's crazy, I, huh? I, I don't have a lot. And so, like, I think yeah, about it. Yeah, and so I'm like, you know, what would have conversation meant? Mm. Like, hey, you know, this is what it is, and this is what I have to offer. But then later, later in years, I, you know, find out, hey, I spent my last dollar taking you out to dinner for your birthday, or you know, hey, my credit was this. I was living up. Hey, we doing better now, huh? Yeah. Up to the sky, we finally got a but you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, when you're in a relationship and you have those clouds hanging over you, mm -hmm. it adds extra stress to an already stressful situation. Mm -mm. If you, I need you to pull me from the hood. Shit, I'm trying to get, I need to come up, and that's the thing, you know, and I ain't got enough for me. I don't Shit. know. But yeah, you know, I mean, but that's just the thing about it, though. You just don't you don't know what a person really is going through versus what they present. Like I know when I first met you, and I think we went out to lunch or like our first date. Like I remember looking at your keychain. I'm like, oh, he got a charger and a Mercedes. I was like, okay. Broke his fuck. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, so it pierces. I'm like, oh, you know, he's doing good. And you invite me over to the house to have lunch. I'm like, okay. I you, mean, know. you know, I paid for it all. That's one thing, but you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't your current financial reality. Like, it's not like, oh, I have these two cars in this house and I'm easily supporting this lifestyle. It was like any minute, somebody going to come in. The tow truck gonna come. Beep, beep, <laughs> like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> no, they don't even do that. They just take your shit. 
I will say this. I have never had my car repossessed. Okay. But God damn it, I've been close. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some real shit for your ass. So, yeah. It, I still wear a $3,000 watch, motherfucker. Well, you know. Real nigga shit. Real uh, nigga shit. That's some hood shit, yeah. 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 Whatever. I'm from Flint, Michigan. Well, you know, you rep your yeah. city. I just want to let you know. <laughs> that's fucking Michigan. <laughs> that, that ain't the hood. I don't know what the fuck it is. So what do you do, right? If you meet a woman on paper, every not on paper, she appears to have it all together. And she holds up this appearance until she has you, right? You all are. And she broke. Living together. And then you find out this bitch ain't got nothing. She been robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's my she- ex-wife. Shit, that's my ex-wife. I had 60000 in the bank when I met her punk ass. <laughs> we fucking driving to California. I was like, my dumb ass. So how much money you think you got? This bitch sell me $200. I bullshit you not. This art. I promise on everything. I ain't no hater. I ain't no nothing. I mean, like, I, this bitch told me she had $200. Huh? Okay, so wait a minute. Yo, Let, so, blew for, my fucking mind. For everybody that's listening, I had 60K. This bitch had $200. How long were you all married before you relocated to California? Not long. So, okay. You know what it was? I wanted to give her some time to get to focus on. This is my problem. These motherfuckers that come to me not right, I try to give them chances to get the way I think they could be. Mm -hmm. For me to be like, okay, it's good now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's my fucking problem right there. When I have a motherfucker that's like already together and good and I don't want the easy way. I'm Chris. I'm hard-headed. I want the hard <laughs> shit. So I want the shit that's going to fucking be a goddamn miracle. <laughs> Read this stupid. Fucking stupid. So what do you do? Because like, okay, so now, right? Fourth decade of life. At what point do you meet somebody that you bring up finances? Because I think we talked about this a little bit on the last show. We talked about retirement planning. At what point do you sit down and say, hey, what's your credit score? What do you owe? You know, what do your finances look like? At what point do you have that conversation? Because it's like. It's coming. It's coming. But I mean, I'm not. I ain't trying to look. I can be saved, but I can't save nobody. Okay. <laughs> I didn't throw that hoop out there. That what they call that shit when you throw it in the ocean to save somebody? The net, that uh the, safety net. The buoy. What is it called? The buoy? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't throw a couple of buoys out there to you hoes. Okay. You bitches wanted to go back to the sea. You wanted to go back and see it was a bigger fish or a nicer fish. Or goddamn more, I don't know, whatever fish, because you ain't your new nigga don't look as good as me, bitch. But anyway, <laughs> nevertheless, 
you know, you do that. Oh my God. So you have made me forget my question. Oh, so I'm asking you like, you know, at this point, do you have to fully be aligned with finances before you decide to become yeah, because, I mean, at this, at But this I'm point, saying at like, what point? Like, right. No, 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 no. At our age, 43 right now, like mm -hmm. I was, you know, trying to say, I didn't try to be that to a couple of women. You know what I'm saying? And, uh -huh. and I'm not saying these women doing bad or nothing like that. It could have been emotionally or other things. It wasn't, you know, just financial. But uh -huh. nevertheless, like, where I, right now in my headspace and uh -huh. my fucking peace, if your ass cannot, if I can't have the same peace that I have right fucking now, mm -hmm. right now. Now, of course, I'm a little spoiled. I live alone. I don't got to see, you know, I, I don't have to deal with much, but I'm not willing. I'm not against, you know what I'm saying, sharing space or having to deal with certain things. But if you cannot, in, like, if, if I can't live the way I live now or better, mm -hmm. and that's like in my mind and fucking welfare, yo, I'm good. I'm fucking good. Yeah. I'm, I'm so good. I eat, I eat, I eat what I want to eat. I fucking drive a nice car. You know what I'm saying? Like I live the way I want to live. So like, I can't save no fucking woman no more. You know what I'm saying? She can save me though, but I can't stay. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't gave up. So I didn't lost so much trying to like do that shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Financially. Like I, I spent more money chasing women. I should be a millionaire if I'd have took if I'd have been with the right woman, like kind of what we talked about before. Had I been with the right woman, I nigga, I wouldn't even be thinking about going back to work. What? Yeah. yeah. I'd be playing golf with cornrows, selling weed to the niggas on the fucking golf course. You're nuts. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing, but you know, I was chasing them fucking skank ass hoes. But I think it's just so I, I heard this the other day and I guess it was because it was Memorial Day. A guy was saying that he was a Marine. He was retired. Right. Marine, and he was saying that he credited a lot of his bad decisions because he was chasing this high. And he was like, when you're a Marine, like there is always something going on. Your adrenaline is always pumping. He was like, it's never a dull day. And when he retired, because I think he actually had an injury. I forgot what it was, but he had like a severe injury. I don't think he had lost a limb or something. But he was saying it was boring. He was like, so he did a lot of things just out of sheer wanting to feel that same adrenaline rush he did while he was while he was in he was like you know he just did a lot of bad he made a he purposely he's like he knew it was a wrong decision but it felt so good because it was you know his adrenaline was pumping it was exciting he was like I knew that stuff was wrong he said I know I was hurting the people that I love he was I know it he said I know it all he said but I just needed that adrenaline rush because that's what I was used to having for so long so I just continue to chase it. So that's what people don't understand about PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 
those are one of the things that people don't understand because I have that similar trait is where, uh -huh. you know, like I picked up and moved on a whim just because of my circumstances when I didn't have to. But it's mm -hmm. because that was I'm conditioned to fucking next fucking mission. You know what I'm saying? All right. But you know what I'm saying? Conquer and destroy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, that, that's how I'm conditioned to do. And then I'm also conditioned to fucking up and move. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is not fucking normal to pick up and just move. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not a normal thing. But in my fucking mind, it is because yeah. that's what I did in the Marine Corps. Yeah. So it's like I may start these fucking certain situations and things. And it's like I may, you know, like I don't know what it's going to take for me to be like, oh, she the one or like because. You know what I mean? Like things have come a certain way for me to the point to where I can't recognize good, bad, real. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, women have made things a certain way for me for whether that's through like the way I look or my charm to the point to where now, you know, like, I don't even know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you get your signals crossing good and bad because it's like, Mm -hmm. You can get in. You think you can get whatever you want. You know what I mean. So it's like it's unfortunate because that just feeds into the very thing that I don't need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's, it's yeah. I up and move because it's like a high. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I get a new thing, new start. Then you get there and it's like okay, the very thing you ran from is the very thing that you're dealing with now. And yeah. now you got more shit you got to deal with. So yeah. You just keep adding on to this shit sandwich. You know what I mean? Until you take a bite out, you're like, don't I'll taste good. Shit no more. <laughs> but now, <laughs> you know, you start doing things a different way. And yeah. then when you start doing things a different way, it's like, that's how you get into that Snoop Dogg fucking life. To where you on Corona, you know, you shot a nigga one day, about to go to prison the rest of your life. Now you're on Corona commercials. You, you know, you got generational wealth and you was a gangster. So, yeah. you know, so so I don't know who he was, but so he said. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he was in a neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? At least he affiliated. So, he come from that to fucking having generational wealth for his family. Like, that's a fucking awesome thing. It, it It's something. So, like I'll take it one step past Marine Corps because on social media, people always give Sean Combs. I don't even know what name he's going by, but I'm going to say Sean Combs. They always give him such a hard time because he grieved so hard over his ex, Kim Porter. As he should, as the mother of his children. He still, however, Please. wait a minute. But when she was living, he repeatedly did her so wrong over and over and over again. And it's like, it's sad because when she was here and when she was in your space and in your presence, you repeatedly, okay, that's, that's, wait, okay. that's, what, that's what I'm saying. He repeatedly mistreated her like publicly. Like I remember her telling the story when, she, you know, they were together. And then one day she looked up and he was at the award ceremony with J-Lo 
had no idea. Think about how much money he made so fast at a young age. That's that's fine. Fuck you up. You give me eight hundred million right now. Watch how ignorant I be. And that's and that's fine, right? And so even after that, I think because they had they had twins afterwards. I think they had babies afterwards. But even with that, like he repeatedly just didn't value her and then after he lost her then it's this reckoning like oh she was my soulmate she was one nobody ever completed me like she did and I'm just like it's unfortunate right because I think Mm -hmm. if he had a if he had have had that extra time to figure it out and get with Kim he could have seen more of a stabilizing existence so now he's on the path now he's changing his name because he thinks that's going to make a difference and i think he's still grieving her death because that was the one right that was the one that pushed he had a lot of bodies on his fucking that's what i'm saying he has all those bodies but the one that and he said you know she was the one that pushed me she challenged me she didn't bow down to me because i was dead you know she treated me like the piece of shit that he is. <laughs> you know, she she didn't, it wasn't a yes, sir, you know, yes, babe, just because you did. It was like, no, we're in a relationship. I expect to be treated this way. You're the father of my kids. And so she didn't bow down to him. I mean, so that so so here's the thing though. Uh-huh. We, can look, we can look at we can look at this on two folds. Maybe. His influence, his resources, and him having this, you know, epiphany that he learned is going to do so much something greater in his life that that it took that for it to happen. You you're right. I mean, so at the end of the day, that deep, huh? <laughs> at the end of the day, I will always say things happen for a reason. We don't know why. There's always a greater reason why behind it, but I just think it's unfortunate because he's not the only person, and I'm not, I'm going to say person because I don't want to see man or woman that take the people for granted that will give up everything for them to chase something that is, is shallow. You know, on the outside, the surface appears, you know, this nice, pretty, shiny box is wrapped in this paper, but it's nothing inside, as opposed to somebody who has all this depth. And, you know, the packaging may not be, you know, the bow may not be as big. But I think the story that I was telling you about Snoop, you know, to me, I just think that's just one of those happily ever after love stories because they were high school sweethearts and even within that yeah, you it don't work see, out like that all the time though no it doesn't so because like, i mean so like change. he's really he's really blessed he's so blessed well this is you a know, thing we didn't seen every rapper get killed in his career this is a thing he's anybody shot out that nigga before like um, this nigga didn't like snoop dogg didn't survive like a lot of eras of Shit to where it could have went the wrong way for him. So will be in a game banger. So this, like, <laughs> I'm surprised he made it this long. This is the one thing that I will say. And so this is not a male bashing moment, but this is definitely 
in my opinion, this is an ode to his wife because she she stood by him when he was all the way out there. And that's what I was telling you before. Jordan fucking level chick. You know, she Johnson. Yeah, like Cookie Johnson. Those women like the epitomes of I, you know, my man, because of his status, you know, he, you know, he's not handling these temptations, but I'm going to stand by him. And I just think even Kobe wife, Vanessa, look how much we watching her blossom now. This like, is a thing. This like, is a thing. Even, like Kobe Bryant hid her. Like, <laughs> and this is a thing that I want. I want to say, like, it's not that she's blossoming. I feel like she was always this powerhouse, but she allowed Kobe to be the head of the house. She allowed him to shine, and then when it was time for her to come on. She is making business decisions. She's trying to figure out this is right. This is not right. This is not fair. You're not going to play me. Do this. Do that. You're going to be held responsible. Yeah, like, she is on it. And so it's Kobe like, okay. Raised Kobe raised her. I'm you not taking this, this away. This is the thing. You don't I'm, know that. You don't know that he was not attracted to all of that before. But she said, don't. you know what? I respect you as the leader of this house, and it's found, I'm gonna let you shine. But it did show a testament to the kind of man he was too, though, because he picked her. Yeah, you know I mean, so, she is a hell of a woman. Though. I know. I, I never Boy. knew. I know she like Alicia Curry could take some notes from her. <laughs> and like, sit your ass down so you ain't always. No, I'm just her saying, her like, what a woman. Like, I never even knew she. Had, you know, I mean, I would imagine that Kobe wife would be, you know, I knew she was classy, but I never knew she was like the status that she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's very. She's on her she shit. She has a certain aura about herself. And so, like, in my mind, that's, and I don't know this woman from a hole in the wall or a needle in the haystack. But you can see it in her. But the, in my mind, this is the same this is equivalent to what I imagine Savannah is to LeBron. Yeah. She, she's not very much out of the public. a woman to deal with his ass. She, you know, she's right. I feel like she is a... You better go for 50 tonight, LeBron. You I feel like... You want to be the greatest player? You fucking show that shit tonight, nigga. <laughs> is that your cheer? Is that your go team spirit? At King James. So, nigga, I don't give a fuck. You want to be compared with Michael fucking Jordan? You go get this motherfucking W. They ain't going to do it. Anyway, so in my no, mind, that's he ain't got it no more. That's what Savannah is. That's what Savannah is to him. You know, she's she's playing a role of. I got to check the score. You made me think of this. Shit. Oh, my God. She's playing a role. Oh, you got somebody else. Um, no, they ain't started yet. Good. God, I shouldn't even check the score. I should just like, I might not even check the score tonight. Who the fuck is that? Oh, uh, what's up? That's my nephew wife. What's going on, beautiful? Hey, what's up, Shamika? Thanks for joining us. So, in my mind, look. Savannah's that chick, right? Yeah. Very, very classy. Like, I like her because she's classy, but she's still, you know, what are they from Akron? 
<laughs> she's still acting all day, every day, but she is so classy. But I feel like, you know, when you ain't going to play with her family, I feel like she's going to come for you if you mess with her family. But she's, she's not like, see me, I'm here, pay attention, like Aisha Curry is, which I think she's the most annoying woman in the world. You know what, though? What? I'm going to do this, though. Because Steph Curry is definitely the fucking MVP. I'm going to say this. She has been better. Because I ain't heard shit from her. Maybe because they losing now. I don't know. But <laughs> she been better. And Steph Curry is a great. That nigga deserve his props. He. Shame on Kevin Durant for leaving Steph Curry. For Kyrie. Shame on him. Even though they're going to win the chip. Can you imagine how many championships Kevin Durant and Steph Curry could have got? I mean, you know, sometimes you are Jesus a growing situation. Christ. Them two motherfuckers. I mean, I'm so jealous of fucking. I'm not jealous of Kevin Durant because that nigga here. I don't care how much he got. I would never trade that nigga here for mine. Okay, I give a fuck. I'll keep my fucking five hundred dollars in my account. <sighs> Fuck that. He can keep his eight, his millions. I don't give a fuck. That nigga head is fucked. But Steph Curry? <laughs> how can you not be jealous of Steph Curry? I don't give a shit how confident of a man you are. If you a nigga that went outside and played basketball competitively and like, I don't care if you even play for your school. Like, if you just played against niggas every day, how jealous, like, a nigga that can just make it like how he, like, I've never seen a, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's like, he's the equivalent to, like, what we saw Michael Jordan as. Like, you know, like, you'll never see nothing like Michael Jordan again. Never in your life will you see another fucking Michael Jordan. So that is the thing, though, right? People keep comparing LeBron to Michael. It's LeBron and that. As long as LeBron's punk ass keep LeBron the game be, early. I'm going to give LeBron this. What? LeBron is a hell of a workhorse. He has carried yeah. some shitty fucking players. And he didn't got a lot of niggas rich. Okay? But LeBron James is not... He don't have that it factor. You know what I'm saying? He don't have that Kobe. He don't have that Shaq. He don't have it. He just don't have it. And that's okay. He'll be the greatest, like, 1A fucking superstar ever. You know what I'm saying? But he won't be – he don't deserve to be mentioned with those guys. The man, so, the fucking Kareem's, the fucking uh, – the nigga with 10 championships. No, club. because I, I think you said it. LeBron has – an amazing work ethic, Bill Russell. Oh, amazing! But Michael Jordan had an amazing work ethic, but he also had the special gift and special talent. And I think that's the difference, right? So you can have a work ethic and you can get to the top, but then you can also just be gifted with this amazing talent, right? And I think that's the difference. LeBron has earned everything yeah but i just think michael jordan had that work ethic and he had that gift that kind of helped propel him 
or was able to help navigate him through those difficult situations. Um, so that's here go another thing though. They was talking about this on the herd the other day. Uh-huh. They were saying that you know Michael Jordan was like untouchable. Like he was so big that he couldn't be out anywhere. Uh-huh. That's where like they say LeBron James. He has been seen out in public eating tacos and nobody bothered him. So they saying, is it really because athletes are more accessible now because of social media or is he just not what Michael Jordan was? And I mean, I would have to say that if I saw Michael Jordan, I couldn't think that Michael Jordan would be in a place where people could gather because I think people would go gather. But Michael Jordan... So, I mean, but this is, so you got to think about social media has created this. Michael Jordan ain't even on social media. No, but this is what I'm saying. Social media has, has eliminated that smoke screen. It took away all the mysteriousness that we once had with all these superstars. We didn't know, you know, what they ate for dinner or, you know, we didn't know. Fucking Isaiah. Yeah, we didn't know fucking up our team. We still fucking losing because of magic bad (laughs) and we didn't know none of this. And so that's why Michael Jordan was like the man, the myth, and the legend. We didn't know any of this stuff. Now imagine social media had been around then and they're gonna post, hey, I'm wearing these shoes to the game. I ate this for breakfast, such and such. People now are just more accessible. And this is even imagine if social media was out when your mother was your age. It would be cr- because it would still like lay down here fucking around. I'm gonna shoot that son bitch. Shut up, shut up. I mean, it's just it's the same thing. Like you gotta think about social media has exposed just a normal person, right? I know when this person is out of town. Like I, I had a friend tell me, like you can look at a girl's social media and tell when she ain't with a dude no more. You can look at a guy's social media and tell when you know. He in a relationship and he not in a relationship. Like people are just leaving their lives so exposed and don't realize you can delete your account, but all your stuff is still out there. So like from the people you follow that they tag you, whatever they, you're cemented, you're somewhere out there. And if I search your username, you're this, you're there. It's always going to be there. And that's the thing. Like, so any bad decision LeBron has ever made, anything crazy he's ever said, all of this stuff this, though, is out there. The motherfucker ain't never got caught doing nothing. Now he, ain't he never got caught doing shit. He has kept. And I know he got some side dishes. And so I've heard before, like, I, you know, from my ex, his family's from Cleveland. And they've told stories, yeah, LeBron be in the club, he be picking and choosing and such and such and blah, blah, blah. And this is when he was in Cleveland. And I don't think him and Savannah were married then, but it's like, you know, ain't nobody said nothing about nobody. He ain't never got called. Because you know LeBron built a school. When you build a school, people don't say shit about you. Jalen Rose was found in a fucking dope house when he was in college. Don't nobody talk about that shit no more because he got a school. Because he built a school. I don't know. But not out to Jalen Rose. I met that nigga in Miami before at Prime 112. Okay. We had a Hennessy together. Shout out to Jalen Rose. Thank you for uh 
getting us up to speed. So, um, but yeah, so to kind of wrap this, <laughs> to kind of wrap this up, um, I'll say this. So I will leave these fine remarks. One time for the fourth stimulus check. Whether <laughs> whether it's the person that you choose as your romantic partner, whether it's the people that you keep in your circle, the people that surround you or are a part of your life can make or break the trajectory of your Jesus life. Christ, I know. That's why so, I suck the motherfuckers around. Me. It's important to make sure you have the right people in your life. Um, so, you know, shout out to Snoop and his wife for being a prime example of, you know, what it is to go through rough times and men. And, you know, although it was something that was a little bit sad that kind of brought them back together, it brought them back together. Um, and, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. That, that's what the marriage vow says for Richard before for whatever good or bad i don't forget what they say but nevertheless so you know just for any you know everybody that's listening just i would say take inventory in the people that you allow in your lives whether it's infrequent communication whether it's frequent whatever it is if they're not adding value then you look at what kind of access do you have to my life um, cause I think that's very important. Uh, so for you, BDE, you got anything else you want to close this out on? Are we good for the evening or what? That's why you don't give me access to your life no more. You don't think I'm worth it? <laughs> Is that I ain't got shit to say. Hey, y'all niggas keep it 100 and you'll never have to wonder. I'm out this motherfucker. Really All right. Keep it 100. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good evening.